Oi. 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 You're listening to Until the Kettle Boils, a podcast at sea. Alright, um, we got Yoav in the galley, he just, uh, started the stove, so Coming the kettle, in. the kettle's on, uh, this is your, this is your self-appointed host, Josh, uh, this is episode two of Until the Kettle Boils, none of this was my idea, by the fact, by the way, I very much stole this idea, and now bam, 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 Until the Kettle Boils, <laughs> with your co-host, Drew, okay, too long of an intro, too long of an a, intro, Drew is a co-host. And so Josh is also the director. Yeah, director. And I'm the foreigner. And we have with us another foreigner. Ben. And David's uh, in the kitchen doing Uh, dishes. Doing dishes. Also a foreigner. International waters. International waters. American international waters. This wasn't stated in episode one, but uh, the idea came to I think it was Drew and Yoav that you know we should we should be recording this because we there's gold that happens in the morning times, especially while we're waiting for the kettle to boil. So. uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit of background of why this podcast is going mm-hmm. and why you want to keep listening in. By the way, in the morning we're talking about coffee, obviously, one of many, and now it's a ginger lemon tea and kettle session. And Drew, you had an idea about yeah, what we're talking uh, about. Speaking of the tea, yo, have these, these biscuits are amazing. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell Hannah. <laughs> Call them the biscuits them. too. Yeah. They're cookies. He's a real sailor. No, <laughs> if you're a sailor, dude, they're biscuits. Not biscuits, man. These Not are, sea biscuits, but they're biscuits. This is quite a nice biscuit. Thank you, Hannah. Um, Oats, flour, yeah, and guys, loads I, of uh, oil and sugar. Yeah, continue. It's pretty, uh, I just wanted to bring up uh, how good our dinner was tonight. It was a pretty phenomenal dinner. We had the last steaks of our... 30 pound tuna that we hooked up. Big eye tuna. On a hand line of all things. <laughs> now, this hand line is, I'm very proud of this hand line. It's something that I worked on for many days to perfect the line. And it's only, it's less than 30 feet long. Japanese line. It's a Japanese line, too. Wow. It's made a uh, gifted to us, the original, by Kogo. Yeah. Kogo, our trusted, well, our friend's trusted servant. Some sort of servant. I don't know if it's allowed to say servant these days, but in Japan he calls him. We made two friends. That's a short story from the past. Mm-hmm. On the first leg of uh, our expedition, uh, we were docked in Yokohama, and we met this uh, Japanese uh, dentist. Very funny, very nice, very friendly guy. He became our friend, and at some point he started taking us to dinners and to a Japanese spa, and we had a really good drunk karaoke session on his uh, fishing boat <laughs> good stuff and he had a this disciple i guess um a guy very nice very nice Man smile servant. with very bad teeth manservant uh, his name was kogo he called him sensei which is teacher in uh, japanese to his boss to his boss he called his boss. master and he pretty much was there for him he drove the boat he fixed the boat he drove the car he came to drive the car when the boss was drinking and he was sent by his boss to help to, to do stuff for us. We said, we told him, eh, we could use a welding machine. Oh, Kogo's there with the welding machine, doing some welds. Um, we're missing this, we could do this. He fixed stuff for us. He gave us, gave uh, us the fishing drill. lines. He gave us our beautiful, trustworthy Makita drill. That was uh, Dr. Hiro. Kazuhiro. Well, he gave it and he never took it back. So, back, so it's a gift, yeah. <laughs> wow. He had the chance to take it back, you know why? 
But yeah, those were Dr. Kazuhiro, the dentist, and Kogo, the manservant. Oh, so, so to keep this tangent rolling, I heard that uh, when they came to visit in Hawaii, they, that Paul was convinced that they were going to take him out to dinner because that's yeah, because he was spoiled and he got used to whenever Kazuhiro invites us to dinner, he takes us to dinner and right. pays for the whole crew in a nice restaurant. Did it, I think, about three times, including a amazing onsen, a Japanese spa, uh, and after that dinner. He took us on his expense, everything, and you know, at first you feel kind of uncomfortable. After the second time, you kind of ex- accept, expect to accept it, mm-hmm. or you accept it and you expect it. So yeah, uh, when Kazuhiro came to Hawaii, uh, so I've heard I wasn't there. Uh, Paul was getting ready, and he got the others ready for another nice meal sponsored by someone else, and uh, he brought his family, <laughs> the doctor, and he came to the boat. And he, as he entered the boat, he said, okay, what are we having for dinner? <laughs> and, there was, and there was nothing. There was nothing on the boat. Was nothing to give them, nothing to even like, uh, I don't know, take their attention off. Yeah. <laughs> I think they gave him frisbee at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what I heard. Oh, wow. One other nice thing that he did, amazing things, that he had a plane. And oh, yeah. in our second day at sea, he came and do a flew over, passed over, gone over. He had uh, some type of gift that he threw over the window that we didn't know. <laughs> we <laughs> okay. never found. Never found it. But he did. Uh, he promised. He promised a lot, many times that he will come with his plane. He kept talking about how he's a pilot. Yeah. And he said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he actually came. He, he how close did he get to the boat? He just uh, over the boat. Yeah. And around, and then he just <laughs> and he took uh, like three of our friends that were left on land with him. Oh, wow. Waving. Did yeah. Hannah go or anything? I don't think Hannah. I think it was um, uh, Raz? Uh, Raz and Dina and Susie, maybe? Maybe Someone. Raz and Dina for sure. I don't know if it was Hannah or Susie. I need to ask her. Could be swimming at that time? At that time, no. Oh. I, I don't oh, I don't know. I don't no, I think we were on deck. I think we were on deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That really surprised us because nobody. Noted. We didn't never got a notice that it's gonna happen. Only his promises, his vague promises. And yeah, it was cool. It was a good friend. So he threw a message out and missed the boat. Yeah. So we put some trash in the island. Yes. That's what happened. Trash in the ocean. Added to the plastic. Oh man. And that's how we now have the Kogo watch. Yeah. Kogo, because Kogo originally the Kogo watch that we have is like the guy who does everything, prepares and get the boat ready, get this ready, get that ready. Now it's a bit more chill. Used to be a bit more uh, hardcore watch, but that's named after Kogo, the guy who does everything, or the beach. We used to call him the beach, bitch, beach, beach. Bitch, bitch, not the beach, not the beach, beach, bitch, bitch. But then wow. we learned to appreciate him because he, he was a good guy yeah, and how good. So thank you, Kogo, for your hand lines. And thank yeah. you, Hannah, for those biscuits again. Yeah. Thank you, Kogo, for the fish, pretty much. I mean, it's big tuna. Good fish. Uh, dang. So th- uh, th- 20 how many how 20, many dinners did we have? Twenty nine and a half pound blue a big eye tuna, not bluefin, big eye, and it fed us for I think five I think solid meals for ten people. It's beautiful. So that's a lot of food. Thank you, fish. Thank you, ocean. Yeah, thank you, also. big fish. Yeah. Josh, how did you know that we had a fish on this handline? 
What's the difference between the hand line and, and like a fish on a rod? Yeah, so if you have a fish on a rod, you hear the clicking, because like, you know, you turn the clicker on, you'll see the rod bending, you'll hear it. The hand lines, you don't hear anything. So I had like 10 minutes left on my watch and the lines looked like they had like zigzagged across each other. And I was like, that's weird. Like, I'm going to go like make sure they're not caught. And I like pulled on one and it felt there was definitely tension. So I started screaming for Drew to get out on deck because I, I knew I needed his help. That's epic. Bringing in the fish. Yeah, but it had been on the hook for so long, so I didn't have to fight at the all. Fish, the fish, yeah, the fish had for at least been on, like, I think it was max, a so that time. max, it could have been on for 30 minutes. Because I had checked the lines previously to make sure there was no trash or anything, because we were yeah. seeing a lot, so I was like, oh, you know, if we catch, like, a little net or something, like, I don't want that dragging, a fish isn't going to see it. And then 30 minutes later is when I saw the fish, and it really didn't give up that much of a fight. A 30-pound tuna should have, like, it should have been way more difficult to bring in, I think. Then the next dramatic move was uh, the uh, amazing gaffing. Yeah. Yeah, pro gaff. I think that part of the reason why it was so um, tired and like had no fight in it is because there's no way that it was big enough to even come close to breaking that line. So any fighting, it couldn't, it, and then it had no leverage to run off of because there was no, uh, like, what do you call it? On the yeah. reel when it's... Uh, he didn't take more line with him. Yeah. 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 Like, he, whatever line he had, that's it what he had, and it was a pretty and short line. And it was line. like 10 meters. He yeah. couldn't take out the reel, so it had nowhere to run. Probably, so he probably never even it. tried to catch the bait. It was just, just caught by accident. Like, we would have been I probably a lot... Uh, it would have been a lot easier for us to lose the fish if it was on the, the rod, honestly, because oh, it could yeah. run away and, like... Flip, uh, the tension flip, flip the hook out. It was barely in its yeah. mouth. The hook was just barely in the mm -hmm. upper lip on the smallest lure we had out there. <laughs> <laughs> it was mind blowing. Which strength knots was the main one? At least five knots. Like five knots. That probably reinforces my uh, my uh, belief that fishing is not a skill. It's luck. Uh, I we can argue I used, about it. I used to think I used to think that fishing was all mostly luck, but actually I. Um, Based on the fishing trip I went on before this expedition, I, I feel like good fishermen are very skilled because they have to really know the fish and they have to really know the coastal environment like, yeah. super well. You have to be, I don't know okay. if it's, I mean, well, knowledge we, is skill, but you have to be knowledgeable. It's exactly. Full of plastic that was we put on the hook, a plastic squid, and he went for it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any like skill in picking a lure. Like looking uh, at all the colors, I don't know, man. Old fishermen, they'll tell you like, oh yeah, you know, I got this like the this, this the pink bag. one or this blue one right here. Granted, now the the black and purple mahi people eater, uh, yeah. maybe a little different, but I don't know. The color of the lures, I'm not ever a believer. Sometimes it's just you just you're right. You don't know if it's gonna. Sometimes they're biting, sometimes they're not, and I don't know if any fisherman knows why that is. I think it's mostly really location, like like you know the environment it's right place at right time but it's positioning yourself to be there well if you just cover the whole ocean with your boat you you are there but i know this a, in greece boat, it's like you barely you barely your swath you know it's not very big even if you're no. pulling like six lures behind you yeah but again i mean it's been what well, we don't catch fish every day trolling yeah it's a lazy man sport <laughs> for sure I think we definitely deserve the fish more on the sailboat. It's not like we're we're going for the. It's not like we're out here on a motorboat like where we can easily maneuver and like run past the same debris item. If deserve is the right well, we're we more we're more relying on like karma, luck, fate, or whatever you want to call it, rather than 
an extensive effort well, we to can't harvest the fish. It's a bit more difficult sea. for us to exploit because we can't just turn this ship on so a dime. So just a um, small size exploit exploitation, not like a yeah, just sustenance. What they say it's a sustenance. Yeah. it's like a sustenance. Per Five mils. Yeah, very tasty fish. Have to say. What? How many fish total so far? I think that was fish fifteen. Oh, yeah. First tuna, or there was no, one tuna, the, or the one that ran away? We had the, two, actually, yeah, we had the two little skipjacks. Skip two of them, yeah. And then I speared the one that they had the drifter. That's true. Three, so it's four. four I, drifted, I speared the one. Right. You speared a mahi. Yeah, I did. 15 fish so far. The biggest one. <coughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> the heaviest one, anyway. Uh, uh, not the biggest. So fishing the is the head. podcast uh, fishing, or... Do you want to ask more questions? Like, would you would you eat fish or you not eat fish if, the <laughs> if you knew they had plastic in them? Or yeah. So, and to give you know our listeners at home the background in case if you had forgotten or didn't know, we're fishing in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, and fish number four, I think, was a mahi, and it had um, pretty solid sized piece of plastic in it. Yeah. So I guess that's been kind of like the the dilemma this whole time of fishing in the garbage patch. Like, do you eat it? Are you worried at all? Like plastic in a fish. So that's kind of where we're coming from on this whole fishing, fishing drama. How do you feel about it, Ben? To eat fish where we are after having been on sea for uh, what 67 days today, it's kind of a nice break yeah. in the type of food we're eating. So yeah. we're not eating fish every day anyway. So even if there is some, you know. Little, uh, chemicals and all that in the fish and so uh, What's uh, the and I'm in my fifties so, so um, how many more years I have to live so it's alright. <laughs> you take the risk the, the taste is worth the risk. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah it was so tasty. Yeah. So. Okay, I uh, I would side with you there. I think for me the plastic does not bother me <laughs> at all given our limited choices on meals and food and uh, especially protein so Happy to take anything fresh at this point, and uh, if it's not fresh veggies, fresh fish is, I mean, fresh fish and fresh veggies. Maybe you can more catch fresh, fresh veggies in the ocean. Yeah. yeah Honestly, I really want to grow a garden, like, on my next, whatever it may be, long sailing trip. I would love to try and, like, grow stuff. On the boat. Obviously weed also, but also vegetables. <laughs> my dad tells me that if I, I what I need to do for my life is Sell figure out how to grow boat. weed in the ocean and then be a millionaire. That's a bad. I thought about it, but you need to you know to get some water. When you get to that place, unless it's California, where are you gonna sell your weed? Sell it on the high seas, on man. High seas. No one can. There's no uh, ah, international law out just here. Just rendezvous. Just stand in the middle of a big shipping lane and just present your. Uh, <laughs> if if you're trying to grow weed in the middle of the ocean, are you like? Do you have like a big platform, like a TOC? You, like what if you GMO'd <laughs> giant kelp? Or a type of kelp. Oh, that's the all the time we have tonight. Oh, that's yeah. I don't know if you can hear. We'll have to continue on the next, next episode yeah. with uh, growing weed in the middle of the ocean techniques and uh, methods. Um, sponsored by Drew Future um, Projects. This uh, was. I'm gonna uh, go and uh, make a cup of tea. Yeah, this was the PM edition of Until the Kettle Boils. So time for some tea. Yeah, see you in the coffee time. You're listening to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>